Hey kiddos, I come from the nut through systems, peoples, and podcasts to this place, Dad Feelings, a podcast about fictional father figures. And this week we're talking about Bob from the television show Reboot. And I feel like if you didn't grow up in Canada, you maybe weren't super familiar with this show. Uh, It did air in the States on ABC briefly. And actually, there's some really interesting backstory with that because ABC forced uh, the producers of the show, Mainframe, to abide by their standards and practices rules, which resulted in all kinds of weird censorship and stuff. And eventually it wasn't airing on ABC anymore. But um, this is a Canadian TV show that, if you aren't familiar with it, is um, basically about life inside a computer. Um, All the characters are sort of based on either just like jokes or like functions of a computer. So you have... um, Binomes, who are like sort of the basic people that populate the world, who are zeros and ones. They're sort of shaped that way. You have sprites, who are sort of more like actual people. Um, and I think that was driven by like a, a technical restriction at the time. Like it was easier to populate scenes with like spherical and cuboid figures than it was to fill them with like actual sort of people looking people. But, um, So you had a few of them and sort of more later on and you had viruses, you have like games, you have all these things happening inside the world of a computer. And um, the character that I'm talking about specifically today is Bob, guardian number 452. Um, Guardians in the show are kind of this like, they're not really police officers. Um, They're more like... I mean, Guardian is, is like a good way of describing them, right? Their job is to protect systems from threats like um, tears that can happen in systems, which are sort of these like dangerous rifts that can appear, um, or viruses, who I'll get more into later, um, or threats from the web, which is presented as like this terrifying, like alternate like dimension between... Uh, between systems. So uh, Bob really changes a lot over the course of the show. Um, When Reboot starts off, so season one Reboot is really this kind of episodic, um, goofy, sometimes dramatic kind of series that focuses on a few characters. So you have Bob and um, Bob is not from Mainframe. He's from the supercomputer where the Guardians um, operate from. And he has come to Mainframe uh, and he basically makes friends with Dot Matrix and Enzo Matrix, who are two siblings who um, run or Dot runs this restaurant. um, And uh, Enzo is like her kid brother. And Bob befriends them. And some other characters like Mike the TV, who is sort of this walking TV guy who speaks in catchphrases and uh, is really there to protect the city from a number of threats. So um, first of all, there's the viruses. So there's Megabyte, who is sort of this kind of archetypal, uh, like supervillain guy, very brooding, very like these big schemes to to conquer mainframe. Um, 
very just like sophisticated kind of kind of character. And you have his sibling, Hexadecimal, who is sort of the opposite. She's like this embodiment of chaos. Um, her face is like a mask that doesn't move, but she can constantly change it into different expressions. Um, and she's sort of this like sinister, unpredictable threat that can just um, go off at any moment and um, has kind of this weird thing with Bob that gets explored later on. But um, so there's the viruses, but then there's also games. So in the world of Reboot, um, there's uh, this thing where like there is a user, right? There's someone who is using the computer. You never really see them, but basically their input is they play games. Um, and what that means for the people inside the computer, for, for the people of mainframe, is that uh, a GameCube, <laughs> like not the console, but like it was pre, it predated the console, which is kind of funny, but it's like the shimmering energy cube falls from the sky and this voice like booms, like warning, incoming game. And um, whatever area of the city it lands on, all of the people who are in there are sort of like enlisted into the game. Like they're in the game now. And um, it can be like, uh, there's like, that's what most of the early episodes are about, right? It's like a game lands and they have to beat the user in like a racing game or like a fantasy game or something. And the thing is, if the user wins, it nullifies that area of the city that the cube landed in. So it just wipes it out and any binomes or sprites who are in that area when it happened are turned into nulls, which are sort of these like little mindless energy slugs. And when Bob arrives in mainframe, this has happened like so much. Um, and I think it's sort of explained later on that like um, Enzo and Dot's father was around, I think at some point, and like the, maybe the three of them were just him uh, he was sort of like fighting the user. And uh, then there's like this experiment went horribly wrong and he actually became a null himself and sort of like blew up half of the city and created hexadecimal as it turns out. But um, so there's no one really to go into the games and and fight the user. And it is sort of this like weird sinister view of like, games because I think any kid who like watched that um has kind of this like toy story reaction of like oh my god when I play a computer game and I'm, am I like killing people inside my computer like actual people that's horrible but um basically Bob shows up and he's this protective figure um and especially to to like Enzo he's sort of this like older cool guy who he looks up to and he he becomes kind of this father figure because again Enzo and dad's or Enzo and uh, Dot's father is not in the picture he was nullified at some point and um is is not the present and I forget what happens to their mother but she's not around either so they're just sort of like like Dot's kind of raising Enzo um with help from this guy Fong who is like sort of like the leader of mainframe. He's kind of like this wizened old sage figure. And uh, Bob shows up and he sort of like becomes this, like he becomes Enzo's idol almost. Like he's really cool. Um, he has this thing called glitch, which is a key tool 
that he wears on his wrist that lets him do all kinds of cool things. Like, um, it's just like this multi-tool thing, um, that can like, just like hack things or like let him jump super high or like do all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and Enzo is just like enamored with, with Bob's whole like scene because he's like this really cool dude. And they sort of become this like little family almost. And there are these sparks of affection between Bob and Dot, but like they don't really come to fruition. So the first season is really just episodic. Like it's sort of just like these these individual threats that show up either like, oh, Megabyte's scheming something again, or like, oh, there's a game or something. Um, but Bob is sort of just like dealing with these threats as they come. Um he, he kind of has this, like, he's kind of goofy a little bit. Um, he has these, like, catchphrases that, like, make him kind of dadly. Um, or he's just like, I don't think so, when, like, someone's trying to do something. Um, and uh, he's, like, constantly fixing this broken convertible, which is, like, very dad to me. Um, he, he's almost kind of just, like, this this figure who shows up and is just like, I'm your I'm your new dad now, although he's, like, not trying to be that. Um, but he sort of does become that kind of figure. It's, like, this kind of blurred line between, like, a, a father and, like, an older brother or something to Enzo. Uh, so that's season one. It's just, like, very, like, episodic. Like, you know, things just keep happening. They keep dealing with them. And then season two, things start to change a bit. Um, so season two is where they introduce the web, which is, again, basically, like, it's talked about in, like, these really threatening ways. Like, it's this kind of, like, interstitial space between uh, between systems, and, like, it's populated by these, like, horrible monsters, like, kind of, like, Lovecraft-esque uh, creatures. And uh, apparently, like, this, the, they sort of, like, move away from episodic content when they left ABC um, or they were canceled in the States, I guess. Um, and then they later on called uh, Megabytes uh, like ships that he uses to like attack people, ABCs. Um, and they got in like a lot of little jabs um, at ABC for that. But basically season two has this like long arc where this web creature like enters mainframe and possesses hexadecimal. Um, and then Bob and like the others sort of deal with that. And then the web creature like finds megabyte and like takes him over. And then he like merges with hexadecimal and they combine into this like super virus called gigabyte. And, uh, Bob has to like fight him off and like there's this like recurring thing of like Bob basically being like like out in the sticks in mainframe um he's like constantly asking Fong for like all of this like high-powered technology and like all these things that he's used to having and Fong's just like Bob this isn't the supercomputer and so he has to kind of like learn to like live in like this sort of smaller world and uh, they, they, they fight off Gigabyte, and then the web creature, like, escapes, and there's this kind of, like, um, X-Files kind of thing. Like, the show parodies a lot, of, a lot of pop culture as well, so there's, like, these X-Files characters who show up, and they're, like, hunting down this web creature. And uh, 
basically like they they track it down and they find out that or Bob finds out that like Turbo, who is um like the head of the Guardians, um back back in uh, the supercomputer, set a bomb to kill the web creature which would also destroy mainframe like because the the guardians have basically decided like um that this web creature is like too much of a threat and if they have to destroy mainframe to take it out then like it's worth the cost and bob obviously like living there and like having friends there and everything and being like you know uh, the the protagonist is like that's unacceptable so he uh prevents the bomb from destroying mainframe but it blows up and creates this tear which the web creature uses to create a portal to the web and so like the end of season two like or near like near the end of season two basically mainframe is at war and you've got this huge portal in the sky that web creatures are just streaming out of and just like attacking everyone in mainframe and so bob like brokers this deal where he knows that he and like the city's like pretty limited defenders can't really handle this on their own. And so uh, he teams up with Megabyte and Hexadecimal to close the portal. So as like all of Mainframe's forces are fighting off these like web creatures, um, basically Megabyte betrays Bob and um, like sends him into the portal and then closes it right after. And uh, like crushes Glitch. And like the season season two ends with like the portal is closed and like that threat is gone, but like Bob is gone as well. And like if you're a kid watching this, like this is the thing about Reboot is like – the compelling thing for me about it is that it kind of grew up with its audience. Like, if you started watching Reboot when you were, like, I don't know, like, 10 or 11 or something, um, by season two, you're, like, you know, you're a couple of years older, and it's, like, evolving, right? So it's not just this story about these... It's not just, like, a cartoon, like, individual episodic stories anymore. It's become, like, this really dramatic story about, like... Um, about sacrifice and, like, necessity and betrayal. And season two ends with, like, Enzo having basically his father figure and inspiration, like, gone, like, taken from him. And um, and Bob has sort of made him this, like, honorary guardian before he is, um, is sent off because that's sort of, like, what Enzo's wanted ever since he met Bob is to, like, be like him, to, like, be a guardian, to be strong enough to, like, protect people. And uh, and Bob sort of makes him this honorary guardian, so he gets this uniform, and he has Bob's crushed key tool glitch, which like can't really do anything, um, because Megabyte crushed it. But he's Enzo sort of like left on his own to like defend the city, and that's sort of like the beginning of the third season is like um, Enzo and like Dot and Andrea, who is like this AI character who then becomes like a recurring character. Um, sort of like defending the city from games because Enzo is basically like the closest thing to a guardian that mainframe has now. Like dad has been exiled. <laughs> Dad's been sent away. Um, and Megabyte is sort of like threatening the city and games are still coming down. 
and uh, Enzo and Andrea like get into this game at one point. That's basically like it's like a Mortal Kombat kind of thing. And Enzo was like reboot. So I <laughs> I've gone this far without explaining like what the the name of the show <laughs> means. <laughs> okay. So when when you go into a game in reboot, if you are a sprite, you have a an icon on your body somewhere, like usually on your chest. Sometimes it's like on your hat or whatever. And if you tap that and say reboot, you turn into uh, some kind of form that's like more appropriate to the game. Although sometimes it can be like ineffective, like. If you're in like a fantasy game, you like might turn into a wizard and like have powers, but you also might turn into like a thief with like a butter knife. So it's like kind of, it kind of depends. But like, anyway, in season three, it's like much darker. The opening is sort of like, at least in one or two episodes, it's like a Bond-esque kind of thing. And, uh, and it's like these beleaguered defenders trying to like protect the city or like the remnants of it because Bob is for all intents and purposes, like dead. Um, as far as they know, no one comes back from the web. Like he's, he's gone. So Enzo and Andrea get into this game and it's like this, uh, moral combat kind of thing. And Enzo reboots into like this, like scorpion kind of looking guy. And, um, they realize like they're going to lose this game. And traditionally what happens if you lose a game again is you get nullified. You're turned in, like you're basically killed or like replaced with like this little slug. And what they've done though is like because Andrea was originally from a game, like she was an AI character, um, she and Enzo can like reboot or like change their icons from like a sprite, which lives in like a system like mainframe to a game character. And so they like go with the game. And, um, after like that, that was like, whoa, like you've never really seen someone lose a game before, but like Enzo is like doing his best. Um, and he's like trying to be a guardian, but he like, isn't really one. Uh, he's sort of just like a candidate and, uh, and he loses. And I think in the next episode, it might be a few later, but, um, basically Dodd is like, oh my God, like First, Bob is gone, and now, like, my little brother is gone, too. And what happens is that Enzo and Andrea are, like, hot, like basically traveling with games from system to system. And as a result of spending so much time in the games, there's, like, a whole time acceleration thing going on. So, like, they have become adults. And interestingly, like, I guess... Early on in Reboot, like, all the female characters had, like, uniboobs because ABC was really just like, mm, we don't really want you to show breasts, so can you just make it look as little like a human body as possible? Um, but because they aren't on ABC anymore, Andrea has just, like, rockin' titties. Um, Enzo is just, like, this huge man with stubble and, like, one eye missing because he, like, got it cut out by the um, the boss from the Mortal Kombat game. He's like this huge buff dude with like a gun that he just calls gun. Um he's like it's like basically like if a teen like grew up at an accelerated rate and like his idea of like what a successful cool adult would be. It's like a corrupted idea of like what a cool of like how cool Bob was. Like 
Enzo is forced to grow up in this really hostile environment and um, becomes this kind of like hard bitten, like really like almost like comically badass. Like the show definitely pokes fun at him. And Andrea is just like constantly rolling her eyes at him. But at the same time, it's like kind of understandable how he like ends up that way because he's emulating this like this kind of father figure, but then also growing up in like this really hostile environment. Like they're just hopping from game to game. Like they've been isolated from their family. And, uh, and like, that's reboot now. <laughs> like, oh, you, you like reboot? Like you like these kids having fun adventures? Well, guess what? Like they've been forced to grow up. One of them has a gun now. Um, the other one's hot. I mean, they're both hot, I guess. And, uh, and like, they've just like turned into these totally different people. And eventually they find Bob, like they find Bob on the web. And at first they don't recognize him because he's been like, so kind of like warped by the influence of, of being in the web, which is like this corrosive environment. He has like long hair, um, this weird, like kind of armor. Uh, that he's formed from like dead web creatures to protect him, and uh, he's he's basically traveling around the web on this pirate ship called the Saucy Mare that was like in like one of the first episodes of of the series as just like this one off threat. But um, they're they're traveling through the web, and um, basically Enzo and Andrea this whole time have been trying to get back to mainframe, but they don't really have a way of doing that because they're just sort of hopping from game to game. So they get on the saucy mare with Bob. They return to mainframe where Megabyte has almost completely destroyed the city. And uh, Matrix, which again is what like Enzo calls himself at this point, um, confronts Megabyte and, uh, and is like going to kill him, I think. But then he's like, no, I'm better than that. And Megabyte is like, has destroyed enough of the system at this point that it's crashing which is like sort of like an apocalypse situation. But what happens is like uh, Megabyte is like going to escape and uh, they like he's going to escape into the supercomputer, I think. And um, and like at the last second, they turn the portal into like uh, a portal to the web. And so like, maybe that happens later. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like um, Bob or Megabyte is like uh, sucked into the web. I'm pretty sure that happens then. Things get a little confusing with like the movies later on. But um, but. The system is crashing and like Bob's just like, no, but if we let the system crash, like get worse, then like the user is going to do a system reboot or like a system restore. Um, and that happens and like everything is like set back to normal, except that there's like a younger and older Enzo now, <laughs> like Matrix still exists and there is like a young Enzo. And so you, they've like everyone is sort of back together, and it's this weird, messed up family. And uh, there's a fourth season as well, which is like these two movies um, called Demon, Damon Rising and My Two Bobs. 
and uh, they they had like a little bit like there's like oh there's like two bobs like there's a web bob and then like original bob and Dodd is gonna marry original bob um, but then like it turns out that that was just megabyte in disguise and uh, it's there's like this cliffhanger that uh the producer of the show like refuses to reveal what was going to happen because there's a chance that it might still happen. And I guess there might be a new reboot. That doesn't sound great. Let's not do that. Um, but Bob throughout the series is like, he's, he's like, he shows up, right. And he's sort of forced to deal with the realities of a situation. Um, he kind of expects more than where he is can like offer him. And, um, he kind of gradually like becomes accustomed to living in mainframe. Um, he, he has like kind of a different attitude than a lot of the guardians. Like some, some of the other guardians are sort of portrayed as like these really, like they're, they're basically cops and like whether or not Bob is is sort of debatable, but like for example, like the Guardians were going to blow up Mainframe when there was like a web creature because they were very like, oh, this is too much of a threat to like the whole net. So we have to just like cut our losses. And like conversely, Bob is like believes in like virus rehabilitation. Like he doesn't think that we should just like delete them, which kind of bites him in the ass a few times, but he like still continues to believe it basically. Um, like, especially with Hexadecimal, um, who is like a character who is never really, she's not really evil in the same way as Megabyte because she's more of just like a force of chaos than like this sort of like character who's scheming to, to take things over. And by the end of the series, like they've sort of had this kind of like weird, like ongoing romantic relationship, sort of, not really, mostly she's just like into him. Um, and I think he almost like pities her. Um, but because of all that, like she's sort of like spared when, um, when the system restores and by the very end of the series, she like redeems herself and like sacrifices herself to like cure this super virus that's like going to destroy the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, Bob to me is like this like character who I feel like it was really effective again, like for kids who are watching it when it originally aired, like Bob starts off as like this character who's going to like save, save everyone and like make everything okay. And like at the end of the day, like he's going to like protect you or like um, he's like a very capable character. And like definitely Dodd is very capable too. Um, Enzo, like not as much to start out, but he like sort of has to become that. Um, and then when Bob is gone, like the show just takes on so much more of like a menacing feel because like, like this guy who was going to just like make things okay is not there anymore. And like, if he can be brought low or like if he's vulnerable, then like everyone is right. Um, which is kind of scary in a very deep sense. And when they finally bring him back, it was like such this like amazing moment of just like, oh my God. 
it's Bob. Like, oh my God, he's back. This is like incredible. Like dad's back. But at that point, like Matrix doesn't really need him anymore. And like, I think almost kind of resents him for like being, not being there. Um, and has sort of become this guy who's like capable of taking care of himself or like, so he believes. Like, I think Matrix is this really interesting study of like someone who is growing up like, like basically having to raise himself um, and and just like basing all that on like these very like teen ideas of what it means to be self-sufficient and like cool and capable. And so there he is like kind of like, uh, I, I can like, oh, but I, Bob, I love you, but like also I don't want to like show that I'm like weak or like whatever. And um and so it's kind of, like, complicated, right? Um, and they sort of, like, deal with some of those feelings later on in um, in the last season of the show. But a lot of stuff gets is left unresolved because um, the fourth season was originally going to be, I think, a little bigger than it was. And they were just ended up making the two movies. There were, like, some comics and things that were made, um, which are sort of, like, non-canon, I guess. And... Uh, not really good <laughs> like I remember reading a little bit of them in like the mid-2000s and was just being like mm, not great um but um but yeah no Bob definitely a character that I think a lot of Canadian kids grew up with um and uh and yeah very like I don't know. Reboot to me is just like this really amazing show that if you haven't seen, um, I would really recommend checking it out. It's maybe kind of hard to watch now just because like the visuals are a little dated. Um, but I think it's charming enough that, that that can carry it through. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Um, until next week, stay frosty. Bye kiddos. Dad Feelings is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Dad Feelings is a part of Stay Me, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Me at dadfeelings.com support. Our theme music is Swell Content by Speedy Ortiz off their album Foil Deer. Thanks to Car Park Records and Sadie Dupuis for letting us use it. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at DadFeelings and at StayMeanCo. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.